Welcome to a special edition of the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the Director of Technical Service, and that's Mr. Paula Jamis. And Paul, boy, do we have a good one today. We sure do. We were lucky enough to get some special guests recently, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time. I just want to real quick tell everybody, don't forget how to get a hold of us. You can reach us at technicalservice at carboline.com. Jack's on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP, and I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. Remember, when you're listening to the podcast, hit that subscribe button because we got a lot of information that's going to be coming at you, and we may be releasing it on different schedules to try to get more of it out more quickly. So in order to stay as up-to-date as possible, hit that subscribe button so you always get the latest episode. So as you know, we were down at NACE Corrosion 2019 in Nashville last week. And right before the NACE conference, there was a, a press release from both NACE and SSPC that they were exploring synergistic opportunities. So we were lucky enough to have Bill Worms, the executive director of SSPC, and Bob Chalker, the CEO of NACE, on at the same time to discuss this announcement. So here's that interview. I am thrilled for this one. Oh, this was so exciting when we were finally able to get some things together for this. This is probably the biggest episode of the Carboline Tech Service podcast ever. Yeah, well, not probably. No pressure for who we're getting ready to <laughs> that's announce. That's right, that's right. <laughs> I'm not going to beat around the bush. We are lucky enough to be joined by Bob Chalker, who is the CEO for NACE International, and Bill Worms, who's the executive director for SSBC. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming. So Bill's an old pro. He's been on the show before. Yep. This is Bill and Bob. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, we, 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 we might syndicate this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm not shaving my head. <laughs> so it's, it's okay that I messed up because, uh, Bob, uh, what, what happened the other night at the opening? Uh, oh, we don't want to go there, do we? <laughs> <laughs> if Melissa's in your shot and she has my apology once again, I just apologize. That's all you could do at that That's point. Right. That's right. <laughs> so, guys, uh, what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? That's what they all keep saying. No, there's nothing. Well, nothing nothing you know, to see here. Something, uh, you guys made a big announcement last week. You guys want to touch on that a little bit? Well, we did make an announcement, and we are in exploratory talks to figure out if we can combine these two organizations into one big, great organization to serve our industry. So, yeah, we've been at this almost a year, over a year now, with talks behind the scenes to see if it makes sense. And we found enough common ground and, I think, opportunity that could make it work that we decided to go public with it and start to hear what our members have to say and the industry has to say about it. And that's really amazing that you guys have been working on this for a year because we feel like we're pretty connected. And, man, nobody had leaked anything. No, we even had Bill on the podcast. Yeah, he didn't say a word. That was just a couple weeks ago. Well, when you have talks like this, obviously, you can't let it out. And so we did have our people sworn to secrecy on this. And uh, we wanted to make sure we had certain things in place before we did put anything out. What's there to say, right? If you, if you don't have anything to say, it doesn't make a yeah, lot of sense. Yeah, but I mean, even Apple can't keep it that big of a secret. You right. know, everybody right. knows what's coming out. Maybe we're, there's a future for us, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both skilled organizations. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So uh, I, I will tell you a quick story. We did have a meeting with one of the people who were in the know. We had a confidentiality agreement between us. And he inadvertently made a comment in the meeting, which is there are a lot of people relative referencing this. And it was a phone meeting, so I couldn't, like, grab him and say, be quiet. <laughs> shake him. Shake him. And he, after he said it and there was no answer, he said it again. And I'm like, oh. But thankfully, nobody really got it because the way he said it 
I mean, I'm not sure anybody was even conceiving that this would happen, and I think that helps with being able to take the confidential. You might have, there probably were signs now people look back and say, oh, that's why they did that. But it really wasn't in the top of the mind of a lot of people that this was a direction we'd go. Uh, that's true. And the other thing, we had project names for it. Yes. So internally, they had a project name and we had a project name. But there were some signs, if you look carefully enough. And at our conference, I was drinking out of an ace cup. No one picked up on that. <laughs> but weren't we all? But we have yeah. a photo of him. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife already stole my ace cup from the conference. <laughs> I won't give my wife mine. <laughs> it was funny because when we got our two teams together for the first time, which was a couple weeks ago, we passed out. I gave all of his team ace cups, and he gave my team SSBC. Well, he said Pittsburgh shot glasses, but they're the big mugs <laughs> about this call. <laughs> Where are we now? What happens next? Because what was announced was exploratory talks. What does that look like? Right. Exploratory talks, I mean, is everything from, let's say, status quo up to full merger, right? And anything in between. Could it be us working together for a common conference, specific programs, working on standards? So uh, the whole gamut is open at this point. Both of our leadership teams have met. We had some preliminary discussions on that. And the purpose of that was to try to look at how we operate, how we deal in the market, and are there any major hurdles to, you know, if we would combine or work on some of these programs? And also, what are the advantages for the membership? Because again, both of us are membership organizations, and as staff, we just try to do what's in the best interest of the membership and the industry. And, you know, this was brought together by board members, a couple board members from NACE and SSPC talking that, you know, for the greater interest of the industry, this might be something to do. And so is there going to be like a committee formed for members to be able to centralize questions through to be able to say, hey, here's what our concerns are? Yeah. So we have both set up, we've set up an email site. It's called uh, cooperation at NACE.org where members can send in their comments, their questions, and we're gathering those. If we can answer the question, we will. Odds are this early, we probably can't answer them, but we'll hold on to them. And then we're going to be posting, we have NACE Connects, which is for our members a place where they can communicate. We'll be posting things there. I'm sure you'll see website posts, social media, et cetera. And the same for us. We have sites set up, our website set up for that. You can ask questions or you can sign up for further information as it becomes available. And both of our organizations have coordinated very well, even with the press release and everything so far. We had Q&A things, did that behind the scenes. And moving forward, as more progress is made, we'll continue to jointly collaborate on that and get the same statements out from both the organizations. You know, I want to pick up on something you said, and that's the cooperation and how things are working to this point, right? So there's a lot of research on trying to bring two not-for-profits together, particularly professional associations. And frankly, the odds aren't real good. It happens, it's successful about 15% of the time. And there's certain indicators that you look for to say, does this have potential for success? And one of those is how well can the staffs and the volunteers really work together and overcome challenges? So things are going to happen along the way. When it's good, it's easy. When something a bump in the road comes along, how do you deal with that? And to this point, we've had a couple bump in the road. There is one funny story I'll tell at a different time, different place, but, <laughs> uh, but Bill and I handled it well. He called me, we talked through it, we came up with a solution and, and we moved forward. And that communication and that ability to work together is critical to making this happen. And when we brought our senior leadership teams together for the first time, we didn't know what to expect. And this is, we've been in competition with each other over the years. Quickly, they, you know, you've heard of the uh, form, storm, perf- norm, and perform. Well, they went through the 
form and storm like that and really got to performing right away, which is a good indication of there's some opportunity for success and that people have their heads on right about this. They see the opportunity. For those who may not know, where would you guys say that your organizations are different, but where are they kind of the same? Yeah, from a difference perspective, I think when you look at NACE, right, NACE is more overarching for the whole corrosion industry. When you look at SSPC, we're more niche industrial coatings, right? When you look at NACE, uh, and, and again, as a relatively newcomer to the industry perspective, I call it the world according to worms, right? And <laughs> this is the way I look at it coming in. I said, when I look at NACE, I look at the engineer, the academic, white collar, if you will, no offense to anybody, white or blue, but white collar. Like I said, industrial engineering types of people. When you look at SSPC, it's more practical, hands-on, blue collar, craft worker. So again, those are differences. They're, they're all part of the same industry, but you know, different parts of the industry. So our demographics are very different. Some of our products are different. We're, again, more specialized. I think NACE is more broad-based. Those are some of the things. We do have some products that compete with each other. Some were leaders from SSPC, some were leaders for NACE, but again, those are some of the things I see. Yeah. And I like uh, Bob I agree, and I think the, the other one is the global footprint, right? So NACE has had a global footprint for a long, long time. SSPC is starting to build one. It's expensive to build and maintain a global footprint. Why have two footprints? I mean, you think about it, he just opened, I think, an office in China or a representative in China. We've got one. Why? Well, if we come together, there's one there, and we're not focusing on trying to position ourselves against each other, but we begin to focus on how do we fulfill the mission that we're here to do. Right. And so bringing that all together, there's really not that much overlap. If you really look at the spectrum of everything we do, product, products, programs, services, et cetera, the overlap is relatively small. Now it's important overlap and it's got it, we can't not address it, but it's in the spectrum of everything we do, it's not that big. You know, from somebody who works with some of those previous overlaps, the joint standards, you know, that was a great cooperative effort by both teams to be able to come up with something to say, yeah, we were already saying the same thing. Let's just formalize it and put it together. Yeah. So it's kind of a good precedence right. there. But let's take that as an example right now. When we do joint standards, it takes anywhere from eight to 10 years. Oh, it's right? years. Yes. And, and I'd say, you know, when you do a regular standard on your own, and Bob would probably agree, it's around three years. Right. So again, if you don't have that and it's all one, you can get products out a lot quicker. And we can keep them updated. Right. Keep them updated. And there's a lot more you can do. Instead of having two people promoting program A and my two people promoting program B, you have four people promoting program AB, whatever that might be. That's right. right. Creates synergy and synchronization that isn't there today. Right. Bob alluded to it. We've talked about this. Instead of concentrating on the competitive part of our relationship, it would be concentrating on the mission. We're both mission-based nonprofit organizations, and that's what we're here for, the industry. And so, and that's up to the members. If the members want this to happen, it'll happen. And both memberships will have the opportunity to vote on it and weigh in on it. So, And that's one thing that we kind of noticed both at the SSPC Codings Plus and here at Corrosion 2019. The more and more that we interview people in the industry, there is this greater need and want to cooperate across companies that may have some little bit of competition, but everybody really wants the end user to have the best environment. And it's really great to hear both of you guys say that. I would say, Bill and Bob, if you guys had one thing to say to your members about this, what would you say? Yeah, what I would say to our members is 
the competition out there is corrosion. That's right. <laughs> it's not NACE versus SSPC. We it's have a corrosion. mutual enemy. Huh? Exactly. It's a common enemy. You might have heard me say this before. Whether we get together or stay apart, SSPC is not going to solve it. NACE is not going to solve it. Some of the other partners out there, Frozio and some of the others, it's a global problem and a global challenge. We're going to solve it together or we're going to solve it apart. I think we can do it better together. So. And I agree with Bill. I'm going to add to it a little bit. We talked about keeping your eye on the mission, right? Well, as you go through these talks, and our members are going to be highly involved in this. There's going to be member committees. The boards are forming the first one in the next couple of weeks to start talking about how the organization looks. It's really easy to get caught up in the negative things and the challenges. And we've agreed that our approach to those challenges is going to be look for solutions, not for the showstoppers. You can't ignore the showstoppers, but what you have to do is find a way over them, around them, beyond them, again, with the ultimate mission of what is right for the industry. I got asked by my team, well, what if this isn't successful? And so I said, well, how do you define success? He said, well, what if we don't come together? I said, that's not definition of success. Definition of success is, did we do what was in the best interest of the industry, our members, and society? If coming together is in the best interest and we do that, that's great. If we determine it's not in the best interest and we separate, that's success. The worst thing could happen is if we find out that it was in the best interest to come together and we didn't do it because we couldn't get beyond the politics or other things that get in the way. That would be a mistake. And so my message is keep your eye focused on what's the best thing for the industry that we serve our members. And ultimately, we serve society and, and as a whole. I think the one thing I did want to add at the end of this is going through a process like this, Bob and I have been exposed to this in corporate America a bit, right? And this is very different because we are membership organizations and nonprofits. And we're looking to combine and go out and expand our opportunities and expand the, the scope of what we're doing rather than cut it back, right? And the other thing that we're trying to do, and when you go through a process like that, a lot of people become very attached to certain parts yeah. of it. So. Uh, we made the comment yesterday, uh, you have to check your egos at the door, right? And you really have to be selfless. And what I mean by selfless is whether it affects Bob or I even, right? We have to right. say what's in the best interest of the membership in the, in the industry and uh, uh, for the whole greater good, if you will. So. Right. The, and we, other, we are taking that approach. Yeah, and the other thing is we put some tenants in place for this to protect some of those things. We are going to protect and keep both brands. That decision's made. That's yeah. part of it. They both have their strong brands. They have position. We're working under a tenant that these are two strong organizations. That's the other good news. Sometimes mergers come out of because one organization's failing or they're both failing. That's not our situation at all. Both organizations are very strong right now, and it, it is combining of two strong organizations. So we've put some tenets in place that help guide us and keep us on that right track. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to us. You certainly made this lowly podcasters conference. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're ready to we're ready to go. Yeah, this will I mean, be a mic drop both, and we're uh, out. You do both understand. You're like one of our biggest customers for both of us. So you're never <laughs> so, lowly, and you're never. <laughs> and you do, and you do have a vote, and you do yeah, have a vote yeah. on top of it. Thank you so much. Think, do we get? Do we get two votes because we're members on you both? Yeah, yes. you will. You'll get a vote on there each we go. side. So, well, guys, will. thank you. Thank you. Thanks, welcome. Thanks, guys. Thank you very bye. much. We hope you enjoyed listening to that interview. Remember, if you want to hear more and you kind of like the tone of this thing, maybe it's your first time, hit that subscribe button. All right, here we go again. Time to pay the bills. 
time to make sure the family gets fed. So, this thing's brought to you by Carboline if you haven't figured it out by now because it's called the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. So what we'd like to remind you is that we're going to be at the Offshore Technology Conference in Houston, Texas. That's May 6th through 9th. Now, when we say we, I know it's a little confusing because Paul and I were allowed to be let out of our cages there for a little bit. They shut Big the door on us. smiles on our faces. Right. But Paul and I will not be there. So you have to contain your excitement. You'll have to go meet some other very nice, very fine Carboline folks. That's right. They're going to be in booth 8631. Stop by and say hi. They're not going to have socks for you. But you should still go say hi. Well, they might have socks. Yeah. You don't know. You can ask for socks. Let's yeah. make it a thing. There you go. Anyway, we'd also like to take a moment to talk to you about Phenoline Tank Shield and Tank Shield FP. Phenoline Tank Shield and Tank Shield FP have low temperature cure properties, which make them great for use all over the country and all year long. With Tank Shield FP, you can coat a very heavily pitted steel tank and come out with a very smooth lining service. Tank Shield FP is a fantastic pit filling holding primer with an extended recoat window. One of the great advantages about the Phenoline Tank Shield is that it is batch mix, so you can apply it with a single leg airless and it is blush resistant. So anybody who's been around the paint industry for a really long time knows how much blush can be a problem. Well, we're here to tell you that with Phenoline Tank Shield, you will no longer have that problem. Also, Bill and Bob are going to be coming on with updates as this progresses, so you don't want to miss out. So definitely hit that subscribe button. So thanks, and we'll see you next Monday.